You're listening to a message from Pastor Kenny Garrett recorded at a live service at the General Baptist Church God's House of Prayer located in Fairborn, Ohio. Open your Bibles to the book of Job. Job chapter 2. Stand with me when you get there. Job chapter 2, verse 3 says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? And still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him, without cause. Will you bow your heads with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given us, for the chance you've given us to assemble. I pray uh, you anoint me to preach the message you've given, anoint ears to hear, hearts to understand. Draw us each closer to one another as you draw us closer to yourself, and we'll never fail to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. So this week, if you've were observant on your way in. You'll see some tape and some missing pieces. Uh, you'll see some fresh paint throughout uh, the property. We're uh, in the process of upgrading some things, fixing some things, uh, putting a new coat of paint, upgrading, upgrading some hardware to stainless steel. And we're about halfway through that, I'd say. And it was during this past week in doing that, my favorite paintbrush had went its last few inches and it was time for that paintbrush to be done with. It was over. Now this was a little traumatic for me because when I went to the store to get another paintbrush, and I love this paintbrush, I've had it for years and years, the new one that they have, the replacement, is smaller but I got it because it's kind of the same. I was using it, and um, Brother Jake had been up to help me. And James, Brother James came along that same day, and he was telling me all the things that are kind of going on with him and what to pray about. And these are weighty, weighty things he's telling me, right? These are serious, serious things. And all I could tell him was that this new paintbrush is a quarter inch shorter than the old one, and it's not quite the same. And of course, we kind of laughed. I said, it puts my day in perspective that we can pray for these things. And we serve a God that knows all about it. And that was the, the essence of what mine and James' conversation had, went, had become and went to, is that no matter what's going on in our lives, big or small, God knows about it. He knows our details. Later on that evening, I was in touch with uh, Sister Nancy, who's been a lifelong friend, and she goes over to Northridge, and and COVID is sweeping uh, through their church. Several people have tested positive uh, there. 
and she said, how are you guys doing? And I said, well, this new paintbrush has a plastic handle instead of a wooden one, and I don't really like that. She said, that doesn't quite sound like the day that we've had. I said, no, it doesn't, but we'll be praying for you, right? Because we're all in this together. No matter what our day consists of, God has purposely put us together, Mm -hmm. right? Churches, neighborhoods, communities, families. It helps us to keep focused on things that are eternal and things that really matter. Not paintbrushes and other silly little trivial things. Now, as you and I sit here on Vine Street, gathered together, I promise you as we march further into 2020, it will get crazier here in America. And I I don't mean that from a a calamity standpoint, but tensions in our country, as we inch forward towards November, will get uh, a little worse. And it's easy for us to feel like we're lost in the shuffle or we're just another face in the crowd or um, that our opinions don't matter and where everything, when we turn on our devices and look to the news and Washington wants to divide us, Uh, We must remember that God has placed us here. In the book of Acts, it says, And he hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and bounds of their habitation. See, when you and I feel dehumanized and depersonalized, there's no more aggravating feeling than that that feels like we don't matter. We must remember that we have a creator and a Father in heaven that has purposed our lives, where we live and the people that are around us for a reason. You see, the devil wants us to feel exactly that way. Depersonalized, dehumanized, and to feel like we don't much matter to anyone, and especially to God, and that is simply not true. The devil knows that little by little, the more that we are beat down by the world, the more we will start to think that. But the Bible tells us over and over again that we matter to God. People matter to God. He knows everything about you. He knows more than your name. He knows exactly what we are going through. He knows exactly when we are hurting. He knows exactly when the trials and the tribulations of life seem insurmountable. He sees you, he cares for you, and there is no detail in your life that God is not interested in. In the book of Psalms, chapter 139, it says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassed my path. And my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is no for there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful to, for me, it is high, I cannot attain to it. The Bible says he knows stuff about you that you do not even know yourself. Mm -hmm. 
things you're capable of, the uh, great love and compassion and empathy and prayers that are coming along in the future. I don't know if it has ever occurred to you to think that nothing has ever occurred to God. Have you sat back and thought about that in your prayer life and your Bible readings? There are no surprises for God. Nothing just occurs to him. Nothing. Uh, he doesn't just realize something. Uh, he knows all, sees all, and he's more concerned about you than I would argue that you are. Right? right? God is more concerned about you than you are. In the book of Matthew, it says, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fare ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. And that's how much God cares about the people here on Vine Street, here in Fairborn, here in your family. The Bible talks about God even going out of his way uh, to care for us. Uh, he's more willing today to do for you what he did for the woman at the well in Samaria. In the book of John, the Bible says he left Judea and departed again into, ja into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then, he cometh, then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. You see, he did not have to go that way through Samaria that day. But the Bible says he needed to go through Samaria. See, we can read a map and understand that it wasn't necessary. But God knows us, and he knows people, and he knows the inhabitants of earth and what they're going through, and he needed to go that day. We've been busy at work and not painting or cleaning or power washing things, uh, but we've been trying our best to show our community that God cares about them, and that's where our efforts lie. This uh, coming week, we'll give away uh, some more food. Some uh, we'll cook some chili and distribute that on Saturday. By the end of 2020, we will have given away uh, close to 3,000 meals from out across the street. Now that's a lot to be thankful for, for a handful of people up on Vine Street. Amen. It's, it's, it's something to pray for, and it's a work that can be done. Now that does not uh, include uh, the amount of food that's went out through the blessing box, uh, through the donations of the church and the people in the community. Uh, like I said, we've seen an uptick in folks stopping by to drop things off there. So pray for that. These people uh, around us are hurting and are in need, and it is how we show Christ's love to them that really matters. That's what echoes through eternity, that we needed to go that way, that we intentionally go out of our ways to do these things just like Christ did there in Samaria. He intentionally went out of his way to go by that well. And he speaks to a woman who'd been searching for answers and something in her life that she needed 
to satisfy her. The Bible goes on in verse 9. It says, Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest, asketh, Drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. So clearly, this lady uh, of Samaria has no clue who or what Christ was that day. But Christ knew about her. Amen. He knew that she had a need, and he, he knew uh, what need that was that needed to be met that day. So like the woman at the well, a lot of times you and I don't know what God is doing. You and I don't know what God is planning. You and I don't know what the future holds. But the good news is that we don't have to know those things. You and I can rest assured as a people of God that know uh, God and that he is working for our good all the things that we see around us. The story goes on to tell us, The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband and come hither. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, in that saidest thou truly. Now, this woman had five husbands, and the man she was living with was not her husband. She had been looking anywhere and everywhere all of her life for answers and fulfillment. And she is not so different than you and I. Before we came to know the Lord, we were in the world doing our own things. And I argue that we're trying to be our own gods and uh, we're oblivious really to what we really needed. Folks in in our community, in our city, in our state, and in our nation are searching uh, fervently anywhere and everywhere for that sense of fulfillment and that sense of being made whole. Now, you and I understand as the people of God that that only comes through a Savior, that that's only accomplished at the cross on Calvary. So you and I may not, um, in the same, may not be living before we come to know Christ in the same way that this woman at the well was living, but you and I still shared our helping of sin, right? You and I still had sin in our lives uh, far more than our share. Sometimes the church, uh, the Christians tend to judge one another and think what they have done is somehow not as bad as the next person. Uh, But the reality is that sin is sin. There is no hierarchy of sin. None are worse uh, than the other. And you and I, Before uh, we come to know Christ, uh, we're not worthy. We had to come. And our righteousness, the Bible says, was as filthy rags. But praise God that Christ and his work on Calvary washes us whiter than snow. It attains something that we cannot obtain on our own. And it 
Um, it's the fulfillment and the answer to the need that we all have had. Now you and I can give everything over to Christ and rest, for, rest in him for what he alone has done for us. He does not keep condemning us. Uh, he, it is not as the world does. He offers something that they cannot. He offers us forgiveness like he did for that woman. He meets us where we are and offers complete forgiveness and no condemnation. Our sins are forgotten, never to be remembered again. All of humanity matters to Christ. All of humanity has that salvation available to them. Just like the Sumerian woman, in spite of all she had done, she mattered to Christ. He needed to go and minister to her, and indeed, she met the Redeemer. She was transformed. We go on to read, The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. And the world, you see, had made her feel like a second-rate citizen. But Christ that day went out of his way, and he had turned her world around with forgiveness, with love. He treated her like she was somebody. She was no longer ashamed. She went into the city. She told everyone what had happened. She told everyone about the conversation that she had had. He had plans for her that day, and he has plans for you and I as well. See, our faith is not something that we live out on our own. Our faith, uh, the Christian faith, the uh, gospel is very much the gospel of do. We must go and tell and do. It's not something for us to set back and keep to ourselves. And we should not worry about what happens in the world. Now, it's important to notice things. It's important to be a part of the community, to be um, noticed and seen in as much as we represent the gospel, that we are the people of God, Amen. that you and I are, cha- are responsible for that message. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. We are more than just a number. You are more than just a face in the crowd amongst the people of God. God knows your name and even the number of hairs on your head are numbered, right? For some of us, that's easier counting than the others. But God loves us and cares for us more than you know. And in spite of the mess that you might be living in, he's made a way for you. He's made a way to meet your every need. He wants you to enjoy an abundant life that he's promised for us all. Stand with me this morning.